Halleluja. Something that really has touched my heart lately um, is for us to start engaging in prayer like never before. And I will tell you why. Because prayer is your communication to God. And if we don't pray, we will, we will deviate from God's plan and purpose for your life. Now everyone sitting here this morning, before I start, let me just make another announcement, sorry. The youth is on Friday night. Well, here you go. They reminded me to remind you that there is still youth on a Friday night. So before I forget, let me rather. But I want to get to the, to the word this morning. But before I do, I really sense in my heart that there has come a time people have deviated from prayer. Or they, they got slack in their prayer life. Now please don't, be, don't feel offended this morning. Because we all go through situations and circumstances where, where we sort of lose focus on the things that is important to us as individuals. You need to understand a few things before I start. One is God has created you for a time such as this. And it doesn't matter whether you look at the media and the news and the newspaper and the magazines and you found all these negative writings about the viruses that we are faced with, the, the politicians that we are faced with. All of the stuff happening everywhere has got some sort of influence in our lives. And it makes us to deviate from the things that God's got in store for us. And the only reason is because we are trapped with something called lacking of prayer, life. And we need to understand the time has come and the time is now where we need to go onto our knees to start praying like never before and start interceding not only for yourself and your family but for the family of this church, for the churches in our country, for the country. Stop talking about stuff that does not concern you or that you can't change but start praying to the God who is still alive and who is the most high. We need to understand people that God is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And if we do not get back to basics by praying like never before, then we're going to lose out on the things that God wants us to experience and explore. Who passed away? With all due respect, you need to understand God is the one that wants you to reconnect. To reconnect so that he can listen. Listen, this is a prophetic word for somebody this morning. God wants you to reconnect to him so that he can reassign you to the assignment that he's already got for you in place. You need to understand, come on, we need to reconnect. Reconnect. 
Reconnect to God. For too long you've just been going on and just making day by day by day. You're getting tired. You're getting hopeless. You, you're feeling that everything falls is against you. But this morning there's a resurrection power here in this place. And you can no longer just make your seed warm. But you need to rise up to the occasion and be called forth by your name because God is surely alive and it doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter what you go through God is still the author and the finisher of your faith wow Jesus if you don't get happy I will preach myself happy that's what Paul said and I will do it God knows it but we're getting so used to I don't know why and accepting all of the things around us as norm. God never called you to be normal. He called you to be his child. To do the supernatural. God called you to step out and step into the things he's got in store for you. There is a plan and a purpose for my life and for your life. And if we don't embark on that journey, you will feel frustrated. Believe me today. You will be irritated because the things that God's got in store for you, you will not experience it anymore. And how can we get back to the place where God wants us to be? Reconnect to God. So that that assignment that he has on your life, he will reassign that same assignment. Don't think the things will fall away. If you didn't do what you're supposed to do, you will go around the mountain. You will go around the mountain until you come back to the place where God wants you to be. People always look at themselves and they look at their shortcomings and they look at the things that they don't have. But God looks at the heart. Yeah, help me, simply for want. I don't know what to do now. Must I just spit more or what must I do? God looks at the heart. And you know what? Many times in our hearts we feel that we've, we've neglected the things of God because of the way we've operated, the way we did things, say things. Now, there's a scripture, in, and I'm not going to, I know the lady asked me before the service, and we're going to go there now, but I'm going to just share. Is it okay if I just share from my heart? Is that all right? Okay, you say no, but it's fine. I'm going to do it anyway. So, <laughs> but here's the thing. There's a scripture in, in Proverbs chapter 18. It talks about death and life is in the power of the tongue. I want to leave that death part out. Not that I want to nullify that part in the scripture. I want to prove or make a point, sorry. I want to make a point here. Life is in the power of the tongue. Life is in the power of the tongue. Now, if we speak life, guess what's going to happen? Because if you go to Romans chapter 4, verse 12, it says the fall, oh, not Romans, sorry, Hebrews, it talks about the word of God is active and alive. That brings the vision between marrow and bone. The word of God is active and alive. When does it become alive? Life is in the power of the tongue. 
when you speak life, those things that you speak will come to life. It does not have a choice. It's the Word of God. It is active and alive. The Word of God can make situations disappear. The Word of God can bring and make a turnaround in your circumstances. The Word of God will heal you. The Word of God will uplift you. The Word of God will encourage you. The Word of God will motivate you. The Word of God will embrace you. The Word of God will saturate you. The Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. Do you know that the Word says that Jesus' name is above all names? But then it goes further and it says, I honor my Word above my name. That's how much authority the Word of God has. And that's the reason why we as people need to start releasing the Word from our mouths so that the Word can go out and not return void, but go and accomplish that for which you send it. Whoa, Jesus. But yet, we will rather speak the things that we hear, not from the word, but from people around us. And people start feeling more and more negative. Why? Because they are influenced, and they're not influencers, but they are influenced by the things that they see and hear. And you know what? It robs you and I from what God wants to bring about into our lives. So I'm going to talk this morning about being the salt. If we can go in the Amplified, the classic edition, please, to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Holy, holy, holy. Can I just ask you just for a minute, just for a minute. Can you just raise your hands towards heaven and close your eyes for not being distracted and say, Father, you are holy. Say it again. Father, you are holy. Hallelujah. Something that we need to understand this morning. Listen. Maybe you know it. Maybe you don't know it. Or maybe you think you know it. But I want to tell you something. This is a deep revelation. You know what's a deep? It's something that you have to hold on to your chair. God knows. God knows. Your neighbor, maybe. Your, your husband or your wife, maybe. Your children, maybe. But God knows. God knows what? God knows everything. God knows everything. And that is important for us to know. Because sometimes, and it's not you, it's the people that's watching over the, tele, uh, I almost said television, over, over the live streaming this morning maybe. But sometimes we run to all other resources instead of the one who created the resources. The creator, our father. Why is it that we give God only the last opportunity to fix things for us? We first want to go on all the other routes to try and determine the outcomes that we need for something specifically. And then when we get to God, it's almost like He's our last hope. God is not your last hope. He is your hope, your confidence. He is the one who wants to take care of your every need. He is the one who unlocks 
unlocks the doors for you. He is the one who will let you be a light unto your path and a lamp unto your feet. He is the one who will bring you out of the situation that you are in, into the place where you need to be. He is the one who will never let you go. He is the one who will never, ever, ever, ever let go of your hand. He will hold on to you no matter what. But we, if I say we, I mean we, get so caught up in the things around us that we forget about who God really is. I don't understand. And I, it that still doesn't make sense to me. Why is it that we as people forget about the fact that God created every single thing? We as people were created by God. The things that we see around us were created by God. The flowers, the mountains, the animals were created by God. But yet, we try to find the two-minute noodle way. And we want to have an answer now. Not tomorrow. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, its strength, its quality. Now, I want to just hold on to there. If the salt has lost its taste and its quality. Now, most of you here has already tasted salt, right? But what it's talking about here doesn't talk about the natural salt that we know of. It talks about us as human beings. If the salt has lost its strength and its quality... We need to understand that you and I are living testimonies to the living God. We are His feet and His hands. We are the voice on this earth to declare His word, to speak forth His word, to pray His word, to preach His word, to share His word, to bring His word to life, to say, God, your word is the ultimate authority. Your word will change circumstances around and keep on holding to the word. Because if we don't hold on to the word, then what does it mean to be a child of God? You were born again. I was born again through what? Through the Word, the Word of God who brought that born-again experience into my heart. That's why when I confessed the Word with my mouth, I believed with it in my heart. I became born again and therefore I'm now no longer an old person. But I walked out of the darkness into His marvelous light and now I'm a new creature in God because now I realize that I need Him more than anything and that He is my Father who wants the best for me as an individual how can its saltness be restored now listen talks about us as people if you have lost your taste your quality your strength as salt how can it be restored how can you be restored by reconnecting to God Reconnecting to God. People, we have gone past the stage where we can blame anything else except ourselves of where we are at. I know you don't want to hear this, but it's okay. After today, I'll probably preach again next year, but it's fine. 
But listen, listen, listen. We need to understand that we are to blame. But we don't want to take blame. No, 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 no. It's Tansani from 1930s teacup reading that I was now the way I am. Yeah, they read the tea. You remember those years people used to read the teacups? My grandmother was one of them, the Lord helper. And she used to put teacups, and then at the end there's that little, whatchamacallit, and then she stirs it and turns it around upside down. Why? I don't know. And then she opens up, all I see is tea leaves. But she sees things in that cup that I did not know exist. Thank God that I was set free and born again. What I'm trying to say to you people is we would, <clears throat> please, oh, here help me now. Why are we still listening to garbage like that? But God's word, Jesus says the following, he says, I am. Not I was, I'm going to be. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And therefore, when Jesus becomes your Savior, who He is, when you are born again, that means you are and you have the way. You know what the way is. He will indicate the way. That's why the Word says, it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path so that I can see where I'm walking, where I'm going, that I don't stumble in the dark because Jesus' Word makes me see the way. Then he gives me the word, which is the Bible, which is the goodness, which is the message, and that is the truth. And because of that, and because I'm born again, I have now eternal life. People looking at the life that we are living now, which is only temporary. But one day, all of us that are born again and serving God as children of God, going to have eternal life. But we're struggling with that concept because you know why? The world portrays an image to us as people looking at things that we think is the right thing to do. But you can't even pay your TV license anymore because that doesn't sound right anymore. Lord help us. Now, I don't know about you, but listen to the last portion of Scripture. If the salt has lost its taste, its strength, it can no longer be utilized in food to preserve it, but only to be thrown out and to be trampled upon. God never got you born again and a child of Him to be trampled upon. He got you to stand up to rise up to the occasion, to speak forth, to declare, to speak forth, to, to pray, to speak forth every word of God, which is the truth. But people, we don't want to do it anymore because it's too much effort. I don't have the time. Let me tell you something, people. You still have the same 24 hours in a day than what you had 20 years ago or 15 or 10 years ago or 50 years ago. The 24 hours has never gone. Oh, but I'm too busy. I know, we are all busy. But we still need to take time out to do something extraordinary because we're serving a supernatural God. That's who he is. 
And you know what the word says? God is able to what? To do whatever. Far more and above all we can ever think, imagine or pray. But we need to understand that we have come to a place where we can no longer just come to a church service on a Sunday and go home and think now our tank is full. Now I don't know about you, but fill up your tank. Now it's too expensive. No, fill it up. You can't come and fill your tank up here and think you're going to run for the rest of the week on that one tank of petrol. It's not going to work. And that petrol, I mean for the word of God in this case. That's not sufficient. That's not enough. When is your time as an individual, as a child of God, worth him as your father? When is your time? When are you reading the word? Am I, am I judging you? No. Am I putting you under condemnation? That's the last thing that I want to do. But we can no longer just come to a Sunday service. We spoke about here, you, if you want to give, you, um, you can give. But if you don't want to give, you don't need to give. But giving is between you and God. Let me tell you something, people. Most of you here, and I'm saying it with ignorance, meaning I don't know. But most of you here has never been to Lovedal Park where they, where they feed people. They've got these massive pots of food that they're feeding people I don't know how many times a week and per month or whatever. I'm not too sure because I work full-time. I only do uh, ministry part-time. But let me tell you, you know, I'm driving a lot in our, in our uh, peninsula, what is it? Peninsula, which is the Cape, Cape area. And uh, I always see these notices up on the, on the billboards of the Muslim communities whereby people... Um, sponsor a pot for two and a half thousand or two thousand six hundred rand. I can't remember the exact amount. But what they do is they pay two thousand six hundred rand. Let's use that amount now. Um, I don't know if it's correct, but please bear with me, please. So they sponsor this pot of food. So what the Muslim community do, this Mustad, Mustadin, I think it is the name of the community that they feeding poor people. So what they do is all the people that sponsors a pot. Now sometimes they sponsor 10 or 20 pots of food. And then they will obviously, um, you know, sh share it with the people in need along the month or whatever. So that's what they do. And uh, a pot is 2,600 rand. Now, I don't know about you, and I know you maybe haven't been to the shops for a long time. If you don't know what I'm trying to say to you. My wife and I went yesterday to buy four items. Which cost us probably more than what our groceries used to cost us. The full month groceries a couple of months ago. And we walked out of half a bag. And I thought to myself, dear Jesus. But then we complain about 2,600 rand for a pot of food that can feed 100 people. Most probably. I'm saying as an example. Or 200 people. I don't know how many they can feed with a pot like that. But I'm sure it can be a lot. What I'm saying is this. Your money means nothing. Why am I saying it means nothing? Because you and I know the day when you lay your head down to go to the other side where Jesus is waiting for you. You can take not a cent worth. You can put it in your coffin, but it's going to be of no value. You're not going to get into heaven and say, okay, God, just wait. What can I buy now? Can I buy mana here? Um, I've got 10 bucks in this pocket and a 50 in this. It, it's not going to mean nothing. It reminds me of the joke of the lady whose husband was extremely rich. He was a multimillionaire. And uh, 
his, his, his last will and testament had a, had a very strange uh, writing in it. And so what it says is the following. It says, the day when I die, I want all my belongings to be sold. And all that money must be put into my coffin. And my coffin and me must go down with the money and everything else. So on the day of the funeral, the pa- let's call him the pastor now. It's not the pastor. But let- he was asking the lady, the wife, or the late wife, he was asked, or the late, yeah, from the late husband, sorry. He asked the wife, so did you do what he asked you to do? She says, yes. He says, how can you do that? How could you put all the money and all the stuff that you've sold into his coffin? She said, I wrote him a post-data check. <laughs> what I'm saying to you people, listen. There's, we all know that this country of ours is in a huge need, and COVID has made it worse. That means there's a lot of people you hear and you see by the robots how people beg for stuff and how people go about without. But we are the salt. We are the salt. We are the salt. We are there to give them something different. God has called us to be different and make a difference in this time. That's why there's a song that we used to sing in this church many, many years ago. I was born for a time such as this. I think uh, Pastor Lanzel wrote the song, right? So look at that. We are the salt of the earth. People, whether you want to know it or not, you are the salt of the earth. What difference can you make? So I'm going to quickly go through a couple of things and then we're going to pray for people. So the first one I want to do is I want to take the S from the word salt. Please keep the scripture up if you don't mind. The S is support. What support are you giving to who are you giving it? Now don't ask me what support you're talking about. Anything. A lot of us, I mean now we heard that Prophet Marius Higgins, and please hear my heart. Please don't go out here and say I said you must do it. But Pastor, um, Prophet Marius Higgins is here on Friday morning at 9 o'clock at the Hotel Hadassah. Now, I know a lot of you here are working like myself. But I'm sure if you ask them to come in later or take a half a day if you can leave, or even take a day's leave, then you can go and attend. Why do you need to do that? It's just that you can be built up and be equipped for the work of the ministry. Am I saying you must run after prophets? No, that's not what I'm saying. But it's also good sometimes to hear the word of God for the moment and time that we are living in. Are you all here? Just wave at my hand if you're still alive. Otherwise, we'll just wake you up and resurrect you. Hallelujah. So the first, the first letter of salt is S. Give support. How do you support? I'm not too sure. But find a way do something different you know for too long we've been thinking in our minds this is the way it's supposed to be let me tell you something we're not living remember three years ago what happened three years ago no COVID come on I'm thinking now about COVID three years ago no COVID but now COVID has changed the whole world Not only South Africa and Cape Town specifically, it changed the world. So everything has changed and it's no longer the same. So give support. Take take a step back and think, what is it that you can do? 
What is it that you can do? And do it. I mean, it's something maybe a little a small thing. I'm not too sure what, are you, what is your strengths and your developing. People always say you've got strengths and weaknesses. I said, no. You've got strengths and you've got developing areas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a weakness because God created me in his image and in his likeness. Come on, people. I can't have a weakness. I'm sorry to say. I may be not good in it, but I will learn to do it. That's why I've got strengths and I've got developing areas or areas of development where I can be developed in certain things. So the first word is support. How am I going to support this ministry or the people next door or the people in my community or the people at Loftal Park or at the hotel? What can I do to support them? I don't know. Think about things. Think out of the box. Because for too long, we're limiting ourselves. God is not a God that can be limited, people. Come on now. God is the amazing, awesome, wonderful, omnipresent. <laughs> you know, that already blows my mind. I'm not, I don't know about you, but God is here and he's also in America. And he's also with Pastor Gustav in the Strand. And he's also wherever you know and can think of right now, God is there. And then he still adds to it and he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right. The second S of the word salt is you need to set time aside. People, don't tell me you don't have time. I'm telling you the truth today. I get up in the morning at four, between four and half past four. And I get, to, get home about four, between four and five in the afternoon. That's my day. That's how I start. And I tell you what. I most of the times, and I'm honest, I'm, I'm preaching from my heart to you today. Most of the time, I don't go and kneel by my couch in the morning before I leave. I pray in the car because there's no car you can imagine on the road that time because the Capetonians don't get up that time. They're sleeping. You can hear the tigers and the lions roaring when you drive down the road. That's the snoring, right? So, but I pray in the car. And while I'm driving, God, today is the day you've made this day. Therefore, I will rejoice and be glad in it. God, you make a way where there seems to be no way. God, you are able to do far more and above all I can ever think, imagine, or pray. Father God, you saturate me with your word. Father, fill me today with the wisdom, the knowledge, and the insight so that I can know what to say, that I can know what to, where to speak and how to act. Father God, Today is the day that I will embrace your word. Today, come on, people. That is it. That's God. That's the God that we serve. So, set time aside. I don't have time. Make time. You know, people, and please hear my heart. Don't put a law to something that I'm saying now. Sometimes you don't have the time to go and sit and be quiet with God. But do it at that moment when you realize you need to spend time with Him. When you're washing the dishes, you as ladies, I also wash dishes by the way, but when you wash the dishes, come on people. It sounds simple, but then when you use that soap, what is it called? Max O, that 
the foam that goes everywhere over the buildings. Now you see, you looked at the ad. But then you wash it. And while you wash it, you say, God, oh, I praise you today. I thank you, Father God, that you are still my father. I was born for a time such as this to be different and make a difference. God, I thank you that the circumstances I'm in right now, you are changing it to, to my good. Father, because you've created me to be the best of the best. Father, today, I thank you. Come on, people. That's who you are, an instrument and a vessel in the, in the hands of the living God. Whoa, people, yay, come on, you're not just an ordinary person. Don't let people tell you differently. And then the second or the third S is to, be, to sacrifice. People, it's not easy to serve God. Honestly, I'm honest. Um, if people tell you it's easy to serve God, I'm not going to say they lie, but then, they, then you, they must come and pray for me because it's not easy to serve God. Because you're driving 120 on a freeway, and the next moment, and I'm using this as an example, please, please, please. And the next moment, the taxi stops right in front of you if he says it's on. He's going to drop people off now. And that's the time you don't get angry. You just slow down and you go around and then you wave at them. Blow hooter, hello. And then you go on. Yeah. You are not telling him his mother's email and his dad's website. No. You're not doing that. No. You, 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 you're a Christian. That's the time when you pray. Father, bless this man. Let him stop again in a kilometer's time. I will swerve out again, Jesus. The last is to serve. Jesus made a statement. He said, I came to do what? To serve. And if Jesus is saying it, man, who am I not to serve other people? You know, something very simple can make a big difference. Me and my wife were sitting at a coffee shop on Friday, I think it was. I had a little bit of time on, on hand, and uh, I said to her, look here, I can slip away now. I'm, I was at another site in Philippi, and as I was driving back, I thought, man, let me just swing past Durbanville, and I can meet my wife for a cup of coffee because her life is hectic and mine is hectic, and we don't always get time to spend time with each other, which is important. Husbands and wives, please. It's important. This is also part of the marriage counseling right now. That's for free. You can take that. Don't have to pay me extra for it. But it's important. So anyway, I've, I, I sent my wife a message while driving. I know you don't do it, but it's wrong. You not, don't do it, but it, I did it. Because, and then I left her a voice note. It's easier and it's more safe. So anyway, I said to her, look, I'm on my way and I'll be there that time. Will you meet me for coffee? She said, sure. And I got there, and we had coffee. And as we were having coffee, I saw this lady coming to the coffee shop, but she was on the outside. And it was, it was not hot, it was cold. And she was sitting outside in one of the, by one of the tables in a chair. But you could see that she, she's really in need. And as I was looking at her, the owner of the coffee shop, I love him to bits, his name is J.P., um, he's not born again, but I'm, I'm working on it, right? I'm there. That's why I drink a lot of coffee there. But anyway, so I looked at JP, and you know what they did is they gave this lady a, a, a takeaway coffee for free. 
and, and, but nice and hot. And she was sitting drinking a coffee, and I thought, okay, well, let me go a step further and order a, a sandwich. So I ordered a, a sandwich, and we gave her the sandwich. And then my wife had to go the step further. The Lord help us. And she said, what do you got in your bag? She said, no, I'm selling these winter socks because I want to get, she says, I'm a grandmother, and I'm looking after my, my grandchildren because their parents is no longer there, and so they are now my responsibility. So I've got these, I'm selling these socks for, for, for money to, to obviously look after the people. So my wife went and bought a couple of pairs, I don't know how many, and she reckons for a sister, for a mother, for an aunt, for a, I'm like, Lord, okay, that's enough. No, no, no. And then for this one, and for, I said, just buy. And I said, uh, but she bought her a sock. And then, you know what? This is the sad part, people. She came in to thank us for it. But the people in the coffee shop were looking at her like there's a grace. And I thought to myself, you know, we are all human beings that need to stand in front of God one day to give feedback on what we did on earth. And you're looking down at people because they're not able to afford the same dress that you have on. Shame on you, man. Shame on you. That's not you now. You know. It was sad. Why would people look down on somebody else who's down and out and doesn't have what you have? I could afford to buy a coffee. She doesn't even have money for her bread. Sad that we have to look down on people just because they're not dressed like us, look like us. Come on, people, man. What are we doing with our lives on this earth while we have the opportunity right now? Come on. Very sad. Why do we do that? Is it because the world portrays an image that you have to wear Gucci and Mucci? Hey? Calvin Klein and Calvin Bine? Is that what it is? If you don't wear the brands, then you're not part of my circle. It's sad. It's very sad. We need to serve people. Stop thinking that you... And you know, and please, young people that, that said, woo, for the youth, you listen as well. But, <laughs> but listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The world don't owe nobody nothing. Because God says in his word, you are in this world, but you are not from this world. What does it mean? We are sojourners going through the time until we go to heaven. Stop letting the world tell you that they owe you something. Because they don't. Nobody owes you nothing. And nobody will come with a golden spoon and feed you with something that you think is out of heaven. You need to work for it. And your parents are working for you to go be able to get a, a proper education so that you can go and work and also earn your own living. don't know why I'm getting to that, but anyway, just take that as for free as well. Then I quickly want to go on now because I see my time is running almost out and I want to pray for people. Um, Sir, so, so you with the check shirt on here? Yeah, that's you. Can you stand for me, please? 
The Lord says, I must tell you, you thought that your life is over of the things that you've experienced in the past. But God says, my son, today I'm going to rejuvenate you and you will reconnect to me so that I can assign you to the things that I've got in store for you. For too long you've been holding on to past experiences, the Lord says, but today is a new day for you. You haven't come to the service just by accident. The Lord says you came here because there's a purpose and there's a plan in your heart and you know what it is but you know what you did you buried it alive and you let it go because you did not want to get involved because in your mind you were thinking that there's too many things that I need to be able to fulfill that plan and purpose there's too many things that I needed to do to be able to get to the place where God can lead and guide me but the Lord says today my son there's a turnaround for you you from today onwards you will see my hand upon your life as you pray God says as you pray I will reveal the things to you so that you will experience everything that I have in store for you on this earth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Then we go to the A of salt. We need to accept change. People, that's the one thing that we don't like. We don't want to accept change. When a, a little bit more than a year ago, in February, I, I got COVID from a friend of mine who passed away 10 days later. This friend of mine was much younger than me. He was in his 40s and I was already in the 60s. I know I look good because of my young wife, but that's okay. That's a different story. But, but um, this friend of mine had COVID. I got it from him and he passed away 10 days later. Ended up in hospital on the ventilator. Thank you. I almost said another word which would not have been kosher in this place. Anyway, so... He passed away, much younger than me, never have any sicknesses. I've got high blood pressure, according to the doctor, and all of the other things that goes with it. And you know, when I heard, when I heard, listen, when I heard, now you know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I want to say it again, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God of God when I heard that he passed away the first thing that came into my mind I must be honest with you I thought I'm not going to make it how can he that's younger than me pass away from COVID and I'm still here and then you know these oximeters that you put your finger in and it measures your oxygen levels and it must be over 90 or 92 at least for, for, for my age or higher they actually said between 95 and 97 is the ideal um, oxy, oxygen level. His was 40. That's why, I mean, I'm not saying that's why I passed away, but that's why I went onto the ventilator. I mustn't say that other word. And you don't even know what the word is, but you're laughing. Lord Jesus, help us. Anyway, so my oxygen level was at 71. 71. And so when my wife phoned the doctor, because she also had it, she said, Doctor, my, my husband's level is 71. The first thing he said to her is to get him in the car to bring him to um, emergency. He must be taken up in hospital. And she looked at me and her eyes went big. And she shook her head while talking to the doctor. And she said to the doctor the following, he said, Doctor, my husband will never go to the hospital. He will stay at home with me and then I realize 
I realized something that God is still the God of yesterday, today, and the same forever. And he is the one that heals us. Isaiah tells us, by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. He has sent his word to heal us from all our sicknesses and diseases, viruses, doesn't matter what it is. So this is the prayer I used to pray that time every morning. I say, God, I have got COVID. It was, it was confirmed with the, with the earbud in your nose, down your throat, down to your tonsillitis, down there. Like they, they put it so deep, I think they pull out some of your last night's dinner out of that thing. But anyway, I said, Lord, I know I have it. It's confirmed, but I believe your word. And from this moment on, Lord, I pray that my lungs will not get affected. And throughout that whole time, I got COVID three times, by the way. Jesus help us. That time, and then uh, again, I don't know if it was November, and again December, I got COVID again. Three times. But what I want to say to you is this. God still heals. People, you need to believe it. God is still the healer. He wants to heal you. He wants to, to make you whole. There's a difference to be healed, to be made whole. God made me whole. And therefore, I could still... And then, to top it off, and you know the story, and I don't want to go into detail because I want to finish this. But that was February. In March, I broke my foot in eight places. Eight places. My foot, this right-hand foot. Some of you saw I was preaching here once with my moon boot on. But I tell you what has happened. From the moment I broke my foot up until this moment I'm talking to you, I never, ever, ever had pain. Not once. Not once. Not once. Breaking my, breaking my foot, going for operations, even after operations up until this moment. People said when it's cold, like now, or when it's cold and, and, uh, and your are because of the operation in your foot, you're going to feel it. It's going to be very uncomfortable and cold. Up until now, nothing. 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 Now look quickly, if you can see, I don't have blue eyes. God is no respecter of person. God is no, listen again, please. God is no respecter of person. Don't you ever think that your race, your upbringing, your place where you grow up, your place where you were born has got anything to do with it. It's got all to do with the living God that we serve because he is ultimately our father who wants to take care of us. So quickly, just quickly want to finish off and then we're going to pray for people. So accept change. We have to. We can't leave change out of this. Number two of A, have a positive attitude. People, we can go around with negative attitudes all the time. Ah, the petrol is going up. Yes, electricity. Escom is now X, DOM, and I don't know, load shedding and shed my load. And all of these things happening. It doesn't matter. Does it change your life? Maybe, yes, in a certain manner. Now you have to cook food earlier than normal, and you have to warm up food later than normal, and you have to eat out of your ordinary times. So what? Break that tradition, man, please. Please break it. Ah, but you don't understand. We normally eat 7 o'clock at night, and I've got low change. Then eat 8 o'clock. So what? You're not going to pass out or away from one hour and wait? Come on. Have a positive attitude. Sorry, man, I need to share one more thing, one more story with you. I got born again in 90, 1986. Now, I know some of you were most probably not even born yet. 
1986, and I will never, ever forget, I was working underground in the gold mines in the Free State in Valcom, a town where they make you feel welcome. So anyway, I was working in this mine, and I was working underground. It was probably about almost two kilometers underground. Two kilometers underground. And I remember when I was born again, I was on fire for God. I'm still on fire for God, but that time I was unibrant. You know, that on fire, like, I don't know how you're going to explain it, but. And I was walking. There was this, there was this hub or a place where we used to go for coffee. And two guys were sitting there, both of them not serving God. And as I walked towards them, I would sing. And those are the songs that I, I knew at that time because I was just born again and I didn't know any Christian songs or Christian artists. Please forgive me for, you know, for that time because I didn't know. So the only person I knew was a gentleman that visited the church that I got born again by. And his name was Andre Kempen. He used to play piano, and he sang a song, Thou, O Lord, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by Thy great power. Do you know that song? Okay. Bro, I don't know anymore, but anyway. So then I would walk towards that hub where we eat coffee. Ah, eat coffee, yeah. We eat anything but drink coffee. So as they were sitting there, they've got this massive big window that they could see who comes up the, the walkway. And, the, and, and as I was walking, I was singing this. Thou, O Lord, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by Thy great power. That was me. I didn't know any better. I just got born again. I was a little baby in Christ with no gray hair or bald head. <laughs> but um, that was the previous service. Don't worry. So I was singing that song, man, and happy, clappy singing. And as I walk in, and they say anything, they say anything. I say, hallelujah, yes, Lord Jesus. They got so angry with me. I mean, after a while, if they see me walking, they go and hide somewhere behind machinery, not to see me. And it wasn't long. You know, I need to tell you just something quickly. The God that you serve is able to do far more above all we can ever think, imagine, or pray. This is the God we serve. It wasn't long. And these two gentlemen both became born again. And you know what was the first thing they said? We hated it when you came to us because of your hallelujahs and your amens. But now we realize why you did it. So what I'm saying to you is we are living testimonies to other people. Answer to the call. God called you to come and preach by the pulpit. I'm not too sure. I don't know what the calling is on your life. But answer to the call. Whether it is that you need to go to the park and help with preparing the food. Maybe donate some extra money so that we can buy uh, ingredients to make the food for the people that are, doesn't have. Maybe you've got, listen, and listen, please hear my heart. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I want to say it. Maybe you've got an extra blanket here at home or two. Or whatever, old duvet that you don't use, but the covers are still nice. You know, don't give also... <clears throat> okay, anyway, just nice. So then take that and, and donate it. There's people that's cold. People, there's people that's cold. If you don't, you don't need 12, 20 blankets. You can only cover yourself with two or three at the most. Otherwise, you will suffocate. So give the others away. 
Give some of it away. There's people that's cold. They need clothes that you don't wear. I mean, come on. I know. I know. I know. I open my cupboard and I look. I can't wear this. It's too small. This is too small. This is too small. But wait. I'm going to Weight Watchers. And I'm going to lose all the weight. I'm going to wear it. You lying to yourself. You lying to yourself. Why are you doing that? Yeah, but you don't know what I paid for that. So what? Big deal. Yeah, but I need to. No, you don't need it. You know it. And by the time that you lost that weight eventually, those stuff was completely out of fashion, people. So you and I know that you can't wear it anymore because people will laugh. Yeah, look at 1970 Campolino Rocky. No! You can't wear that. You know what? Give it away. Sow it. Live the word. People, it's important. We're going into a time now. I'm telling you now. People all over the world say we're living in the end times. We hear it all the time. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say we're living in a time where we have to live the word, pray the word, speak the word, do the word, act on the word. The word needs action. That's why it says God's word is alive and active. When we speak the word, Isaiah says it will not come back void. But it will go and accomplish what you see, send it for. Yeah, but you don't understand that boss I'm working for. Pray for that boss. I'm telling you now, there was a time when there was a boss when I thought, <clears throat> and maybe I was in too a rush, and I'm honest, but this boss was one of Satan's demons that escaped and became one of my bosses in a and I thought to myself, dear Jesus, now I must tell you the story, but next time, not today. And uh, but you know what I did? I prayed. And then eventually God opened for me a door where I'm now. The same company, but in a different department or a different uh, division. That lady, and I'm sorry to say this, but I'm going to say it. That lady was fired a month after I left. Now, what am I saying? Maybe I was too rushy. I don't think so. Because I'm happy where I'm now, although I loved it where I was. But sometimes God needs to take you out of your comfort zone to put you at a place where you can be exposed as his instrument and vessel in his hand to utilize you for certain people. Because that's exactly, I've got two people, an HR manager and my own manager. And they're all, they're both Christians. And you know what? They love I'm saying it with no, with no boasting. They love it when I come to have a meeting with them. Because the first thing I do, I close the door and I said, okay, what are we going to talk about today? I'm a this and this and this and this and this. I said, okay, hold it. Let's just quickly pray. And I'm saying quickly, you know what I mean. So then I said, let's pray. And then I pray for all of us. I say, Father, you know what is needed. We don't have the answers. We don't know what to do. We are ignorant in this situation. But help us, Father. So that we can overcome it. So that we can move forward. And we're embracing right now your wisdom, knowledge, and insight. So that we can become better in what we do. That's what we do. They love it. I must finish. Hallelujah, Jesus. Love the word. Last L, let go of what I used to in the past. I'm used to. Used to doesn't exist anymore. 
that you had a bad past? Most probably not all of it was bad, but there was maybe some things that was not kosher. Come on. But let go of the past. What happened yesterday? I can't bring it back to today. I can't do it. So stop living in the past. Come on. We need to move on. We need to move forward. Then the T, which is the last letter of the word salt. Tenacity. That word means to keep going on. It means to persevere. It means to be determined. It means to set your mind on it. People, you cannot just change by just doing it and thinking it's going to work. You need to set your mind on it. The most difficult thing for us as children of God is when you set your mind on something, you need to stick it out. No matter what. Because you know what? The enemy will come and make you or want you to believe a lie. Did God really say? And we know we're not talking about apples here. No golden arrow, uh, Goldilocks, or what is it called? Golden delicious. I said Goldilocks is the one who was the wolf. But anyway, Goldilocks with the golden delicious apples. It's not those wolf stories. No. Did God, did God say? When he speaks to you, he said it. When I became born again, God called me. I saw a vision clearly on my knees in the church while Jesus was holding his hand over my head. And I said, today I'm calling you into the ministry. That was in 1986. And you know what people told me afterwards? Man, you will never preach. You, you, don't, know, you don't know what the ministry is all about. And I'm not boasting, but I went to Uganda for a three-week crusade. Me. So biggest miracles ever. Was it me? No, it was God. Went to the south, Mississippi, and Louisiana, and Baton Rouge. That's why I ministered. Am I boasting? No. But that's God. People will underestimate you. People will place their limitations on you. But God has never limited you. And I'm going to stop there because I really want to pray for people. Can I ask you to stand, please? Can we pray in tongues? Those of you that can, if you can't, just pray in the hanging, heavenly language, Afrikaans, English, Kosa, Sutu, whatever your language is that you feel comfortable in praying. Just pray. Just pray. I need us to intercede for a moment. Lord is saying this morning, he says, the time has come for you to grasp and take a hold of my word like never before because my word will surely make a way for you where there seems to be no way. It is time for you to seek my face, says the Lord. It's time for you to start praying like never before because surely I will stop my wisdom on you. I will restore my, my, my knowledge in you, my insight in you so that you once again can stand up and rise Rise up to the occasion and speak forth and declare and pray my word like never before because my word still continually having the power that I have intended it to be. My word will surely make a way for you. My word will surely make you have a turnaround in your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy, holy, holy. Can we just say holy? Can we just say holy? God knows. Remember when I said a young man there, the young man there uh, behind the lady with the red uh, coat, 
there's two young guys standing but the one that make as if he doesn't know it's him I'm talking to no not you the one next to you yeah 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 you you're looking that way don't look that way I'm looking at you thank you all right the Lord says my son you are here today because there's a purpose that I want to restore back into your life the Lord saying my son you've been walking this road thinking that it's over and nothing is going to happen because everything that I do sometimes don't work out for the best as I thought it would be but the God but the Lord saying today my son you will see that my hand is still upon your life if you acknowledge me if you acknowledge me by taking my word for what it says for you because surely I'm going to make things start happening in your life suddenly says the Lord suddenly says the Lord suddenly says the Lord Father I want to pray and seal that word in that young man's heart so that he doesn't get uh, uh, feel condemnation or anything and think that it's not for from, from you and this morning I want to pray for him and even his family God that's going through a very hard time there's people in your family I don't know you you know me you don't know me I don't know you but there's people in your family that are sick and they really need God to come through for them they need, really need God to step into their lives they need, really need God to do something amazingly and miraculously for them and this morning God says watch this space listen to what God is saying you know this is the language you guys speak right watch this space God is saying to you watch this space he's going to do something amazingly in your life and in your family's life thank you father praise you Jesus praise you Jesus hallelujah oh Jesus mm, hallelujah hallelujah can we just keep on praying even if it's softly just keep on praying oh Jesus there's a way where there seems to be no way Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands for one minute. One minute. Say, say after me. Say, God knows. God knows. Thank you. Amen. What a word this morning. Can we give God the praise in this place? Amen. There's such a sweet atmosphere this morning. There's such a presence of the Lord in this place. Amen. If, if there's any first-time visitors, it's your first time here, I just want you to raise your hand so that I can just see you. I have uh, just to greet you. Amen. Thank you for choosing Loftal as your place of praise. Give God a God bless you. If somebody can just connect with her and the first-time visitors, amen. Father God, we just come this morning and we seal this word, Father. Thank you for making us salt and light to this world, Lord. Thank you that we step into purpose and that we will not only be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word, Father. 
Lord, as we exit those doors, we are entering into our mission field. Thank you, Father, for you are good and you are great and we worship you. Bless your holy name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Don't miss tonight, 6 o'clock, Prophet William. Amen.